1: Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Gary Harris Show. It is uh, a couple minutes after 9 a.m. here on this Wednesday, December 20, 2023. I'm your host, Gary Harris. I got Justin Jones right there on the other side of the glass. Many of the controls taking your phone calls on the first and main condominiums hotline at 205-342-9904. And uh, we've got Christmas five days away, and Christmas comes early if you're a uh, college football fan, because today begins the December early signing period for high school and junior college football players so we're going to track all that for you this morning of course there's not nearly as much mystery as there used to be but still there are a couple guys today that uh, could be flipping to Alabama or that Alabama's waiting to hear on but Justin's got the tracker up in there I'm going to pull it up in here too and in just a few minutes I'll run down who has already signed of course you've got 11 players already enrolled so uh, all that signing means for them is that they just you know sign it there at the football building because they're already here practicing uh, but for some others uh, we're waiting to see what's going to happen with kevin riley tuscusa county high school running back he'll sign today at one and uh, he is committed to miami but justin you know strong intel at least my feeling is that he's going to sign with alabama today and uh, the crimson tide is going to have another highly rated class of course i will caution all of you By reminding you now that highly rated recruiting classes aren't what they used to be simply because it's changed so much in regards to keeping these guys in school. I mean, you look at what happened with Texas A&M, those classes, a couple of classes they brought in, a lot of those guys are already gone. Um, You know, you're not retaining players the way you once did. I think Nick Saban probably does the best job of any coach in America of retaining talented players that he wants to keep in his program. But still a lot of these guys that signed today, let's just be honest about it, Justin, uh, they won't be here in two years from now. A lot of these guys that you signed today, some of them you'll play against, you know, uh, because they're going to get in <clears throat> to whatever school they sign with. And like I said, Alabama probably does the best job of of, of developing and keeping players in the program. But all around the country, Kids or or young men are celebrating uh, signing with a a college today to play football, and a lot of these guys will wind up playing for another school or another school after that. We're seeing guys play, you know, for three or four schools now. So it's different than it used to be, um, you know, years ago in the February signing period. uh, When you um, signed— There was no guarantee you were going to finish your career there, but a lot of guys, uh, you know, were in the program for several years, even if they weren't playing, uh, even if they transferred out. They had to transfer out. They had to sit out a year unless they graduated. I mean, it was just a whole different ballgame. But uh, it is what it is. As, as we keep saying, that's become a very popular uh, phrase, and it's true. I mean, it's just where we're at with things now. You, you can analyze it and break it down, but at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter because it is what it is. Is. All right. Before we go any further on the show, we are going to uh, let you know this hour the Gary Harris Show brought to you as always by my good friends at Alabama Credit Union Steve Swafford, Tommy Cobb, the whole crew there. They do a terrific job. A uh, beacon of financial integrity. I encourage you to become a member uh, just like me. Uh, great uh, financial advice, great counseling. It's all available there at Alabama Credit Union. Membership has its privileges. Find out more at alabamacu.com. That's alabamacu.com, Alabama Credit Union Loans for Real Life. Some rules and restrictions do apply. See if you're eligible for membership, then join today and feel good about your money and pull extra change in your pocket. All right, Justin, before we get going here with the lineup and and, uh, I'll give out the number again to the first Demand condos hotline, we'll start generating some phone calls. Your thoughts on the national signing period? It how old are you, 25? 23. 23. So you're old enough. Yeah, 10 years ago, you were following. You remember how, what a big deal signing day used to be back when it was in February. And um, I mean, it was like a holiday and you had you had watch parties and signing day parties. All that's gone oh, yeah. now. Like I said, 11 of Alabama's... Early signees are already in role or not enroll because they'll start in January, but they're already practicing with the team. They're already here. There's not near as much mystery or intrigue survive, you know, surrounding signing day anymore, is there?
2: Especially early into the day so far. Um, a lot of the signees we've seen, I think it's about 10 right now, and I'm sure we'll go over them shortly. But it's a lot of the guys, like you said, Gary, that are already here uh it's the quarterback um Julian Say and uh Drake Kirkpatrick who we've known was going to be signing all of these guys so so far into the day business as usual as we get on later that's when we're going to see some of these
1: flips and some surprises which uh, will be interesting as there's some rumors flying around yeah there are and uh that now that could like you said add a lot of intrigue like I said I'm thinking that um I am thinking that Justin Riley, the Tuskegee County High School running back, is going to sign with Alabama, uh, but there are a couple other flip targets. And, and keep in mind, too, that with um, NIL, you, mean you can have a guy committed. We talked about this earlier the, in the week, Justin. You can have a guy committed that you've had committed to your program for a year, 14, 15 months, <clears throat> and on a signing day, somebody can get to that prospective student-athlete with some NIL money or supposed NIL money, but money and said, hey, here's, here's um, you know, John who knows Joe has got you an NIL deal with so-and-so. It's a million dollars. Um, and you're like, okay, well, sorry, Alabama. Sorry, Georgia. Sorry, Auburn. I'm signing with whatever school because I have got a huge uh, financial um, gift that's coming in. So that can happen. You know, it could always happen, but it can happen more frequently now. So, um, you know, so it's not the same as it was even just a few years ago. But still, Justin, it's nice to it's nice to track these guys. The ones that I've got showing up, you tell me if you got some to add. The ones I've got showing up that have already signed and their paperwork is in uh, for Alabama. Uh, let me pull it back up. I just had it up. I've got Xavier Brown, Sterling Dixon, Jay Lindsay, Justin. Cora Juan Casey Poe, Julian Sayan, and Rico Scott. Okay, so those are the seven that um, are signed, sealed, and delivered for this recruiting class. And keep well, in mind, too, Ryan Williams won't sign until February. Alabama is still in contention, Justin, for the number one overall recruiting class for 2024.
2: Yeah, and let me just run through that again. There's also... Uh, Because all the names you said are signed already. Um, But we're also looking at Drake Kirkpatrick, which we just mentioned. Um, But also Sterling Dixon from Spanish Forts, a a big linebacker that we got earlier in the day. And uh, Caleb Odom as well, which we knew had been going and was going to sign also.
1: Okay, so we're up to, what, nine or ten signees so far. And um, everybody that Alabama is expecting to sign, I think will sign either today or by the end of the week. It's a three-day period. I know the linebacker out of uh, Tristan Jernigan, the linebacker out of Tupelo that Alabama is is waiting on with A&M, he won't sign until Friday. But most of these guys that Alabama is going to sign will be December signees. The only one that they're waiting on, I know for sure, in February will be Ryan Williams. The majority of these guys will get signed by the end of the week for the University of Alabama so we're going to keep you up to date on that all morning long as I said we'll take your phone calls on the first and main condominiums hotline at 205-342-9904 as for guest Chase Goodbread sports columnist for the Tuscaloosa News is going to join us at uh, the bottom of the hour 9 30 to talk Bama football and basketball won't talk much recruiting with Chase that's not his wheelhouse we'll talk more about on the field preparations we'll talk Bama basketball and we'll talk about recruiting from the standpoint of how it impacts the calendar with all that these coaches have going on, uh, trying to get a team ready to play in the national uh, college football playoff semifinal at the Rose bowl against number one, right? Michigan. You're having to deal with recruiting too. And the portal We'll ask chase about that. Then at 1030, uh, Bart Heights on hoops uh, will be with us at, uh, and he'll talk all the basketball that we can talk as far as the SEC and the national scene. And Alabama really needs to uh, pick up a win tonight at Arizona, in Phoenix against number four, uh, Arizona. It won't be easy, but the Tide, tide needs a win. And I'm going to ask Heitz too, about, you know, just trying to bring in this many new players every year even though you're talented, trying to find that, sym- that that symmetry and that chemistry, that you need to be a good basketball team. We'll discuss that. All right, it's 11 minutes after the hour, 9 o'clock. We're going to get to the break, and uh, we'll come back. We'd be more than happy to take your phone calls in the next segment. Also going to dive into recruiting and uh, some of these uh, players that are out there that Justin alluded to that we're kind of waiting on and could be flip targets. We'll talk all about all about that. If I can keep my voice, we'll be back right after this.
0: This season of Alabama football on Tide 100.9, brought to you by Birmingham Racecourse Casino. Just a few minutes away where you can be a winner too.
3: From the University of Alabama, this is Crimson Tide Today. It's a daily update on Bama sports and it's brought to you by Conecuh Sausage, a true Southern flavor since 1947 and the official smoked sausage of the Crimson Tide. Get some Kaneka sausage now for your next big band and tailgate at ConecuhSausage.com. Hello again, everybody. I'm Roger Hoover. On Monday's edition of Hey Coach, presented by Alpha Insurance, we were joined by Christy Curry at Baumhauer's Victory Grill in Tuscaloosa as she previewed what's next for the Crimson Tide. You know, just a lot of growth. I think we went on the road into some tough environments and um, got some good road wins and obviously being in Houston and Syracuse, Little Rock, just a lot of different environments and styles of play. And then we get the opportunity to come home and it was time to come home. I mean, we really had some road tests there and really pleased of who our kids are trying to become every day and love their energy and effort. You know, you just talk to Meg and just epitome of what you should be about as a student athlete and unbelievable. She's really just a sophomore, you know, when you think about it playing wise because of her injury. But man, and we've got those kind of kids that just work so hard, and the chemistry's been great, and we're just continuing to get better every day. I'll have more in a moment. Favorite jeans, favorite shirt. Got a sausage, and I'm firing it up, yeah. Everybody knows how to get my grill on.
4: I get my grill on
3: Kanaka Sausage. It's just a little taste of heaven. Join us tonight for Alabama Women's Basketball against Jacksonville at 6 p.m. across the network and Alabama Men's Basketball at number four Arizona starting at 10 PM Central with our radio coverage starting at 9 p.m. across the network. Crimson Tide Today is brought to you by Inconica Sausage. Crimson Tide Today is a production of the Crimson Tide Sports Network from Learfield. For many, transportation
0: is the obstacle. 100.9,
5: Tuscaloosa weather. A good supply of sunshine today, Tuscaloosa's high 54. Tonight, fair and cold again with the low at 30. Tomorrow is sunny day, the high 57. And Friday, the warming trend continues. The sky partially sunny, the high at 60. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 37 degrees in Tuscaloosa.
0: You see him on WVUA 23 covering sports and on Tider insider TV on Tuesday nights. Don't miss a minute of the Gary Harris show weekdays from nine to 11 on tide 100.9. All right,
1: 915. Welcome back into the Gary Harris show. And, uh, you're here, it's Justin Jones, tracking the recruiting for you, Justin. And and this is what we were talking about with Alabama. Some late action that uh, could favor the Crimson Tide. I uh, know that uh, 247 Sports' crystal ball is now in favor of Alabama signing top 2024 defensive lineman, Edric Houston. How about that? Committed to Ohio State. It looks like the Crimson Tide is trending in favor of... Edric Houston out of Buford, Georgia. If you follow the recruiting services, including according to Steve Wiltfong of Twenty Four Seven, they have flipped their crystal ball to Alabama. Wow, that would Justin, that would be huge because he's a guy that's been committed to Ohio State for a long, long time. He is one of the top defensive linemen in the country, and he is a five star. and He's the kind of guy that could take you uh, to that number one overall class ranking for 2024
2: he definitely could that's been the story um, with alabama and signing day so far is uh, edrick houston we were talking about that a little bit earlier this morning Um, but alabama keeps adding nonetheless they just signed a peyton woodyard four star safety another another one from california i think out of the recruits that were coming out of the west coast over there I think all of them this morning have signed. I know. I think he's
1: already on campus too, isn't he? I think he's an it early. He might be.
2: I think. I think the numbers fourteen guys, like you just said, right, Gary, we're, we're on campus already. And I thought
1: it was eleven, but or it eleven. Might, you might it's, be. Right. It's it's a good it's a good number, and I think he may be one of them that's already here. So, um, but where the where the drama is 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 in or in these flips. So, uh, Alabama now trending for Edric Houston. Also trending for Xavier Mincy. <laughs> Uh, one of the top quarterbacks in the country. I think that Kevin Riley is going to sign with Alabama from County High. And, of course, I think Alabama is going to sign, as we talked about earlier uh, on the show this week, Steve Mbomoa, the defensive lineman out of Canada. So the way it's trending right now is that Alabama could wind up pushing Georgia for that number one overall class, particularly when you think about Dylan Rayola, the quarterback, flipping from Georgia to Nebraska. So, listen, I, I said earlier it's not nearly as much drama in this day and age, but right now Alabama is is building some simply because of the way they're closing in this recruiting cycle. Let's jump out on the First and Main Condominiums kind of Hotline and welcome Pat into the show. Good morning, Pat.
6: Good morning, dude. Man, I'm just driving back from Foley, Alabama, and last night the absolute best I could get was 50-50 on Perry Thompson. He was supposed to announce this
1: morning at nine o'clock. Did he stick with Auburn? I, I have. I'll check. Listen, I I don't know where all that came from on on uh, Perry Thompson going to Alabama. He's not going to Alabama, Pat. I I could have. I could have. Uh, I'll check and see if he signs yet. But he's he's going to Auburn, man. Uh, that that I don't know where that really came from. Uh, I don't know if that was him just trying to. Um, stir some people up or something like that. I don't, I don't think Alabama was really ever in play the way that some people tried to, um, make it. Yeah. So anyway, I think he's going to do it at 10. Um, but I'm, I would be shocked if he signed with Alabama. Now, I've been shocked before in this game. But, yeah, it's going to be at 10 a.m., so he hasn't done anything okay. yet. He'll be in the library at Foley High School at 10 a.m., but my expectation is okay. that he's going to sign with Auburn, Pat.
6: Uh, all right, my next my next question is, like I said, I'm driving, uh, but Stewart from uh, uh, Evan Stewart, I know –
1: Texas AM going to the portal. Yeah, I think Alabama's in play there. Uh I, I in fact I would I would say that right now, based on what little I know, uh, I would think that Alabama is probably the most likely destination for him. But again, he's a portal guy, so I don't know that we're going to hear anything today. But uh but I think Alabama's definitely in play for Evan Stewart, the wide receiver from Texas A and M. Yeah, That
6: sounds man like coaches
1: Hey, that's why we pay him the big bucks. That's right. I mean, he's proven a, you know time and again yeah. that he's the best in the business, and he just continues yeah. to 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 make people eat crow. And and uh, this recruiting class now that he's putting together um, is is got a chance to be number one overall Uh, they're going to cherry pick the portal I mean this is going to be a loaded roster again in 2024 and they might win the national championship in 2023 so look out Alabama's not going anywhere but yeah Perry Thompson's at 10 uh, but I would be Pat again in my in my estimation and opinion he's signing with Auburn now if he were to flip that would be huge (laughs) and that probably would put Alabama over the top for the number one class but I would be shocked
6: what, what, what I would say is that Coach Saban, you know, our, our Virginia-class submarine is our premier uh, submarine that we have in our sub fleet, uh-huh. but hey, it would be a West, a West Virginia-class submarine that Coach Saban went in and destroyed Auburn's recruiting class of this is so <laughs>
1: Well, well, I'll let you know at 10 o'clock, after 10 o'clock, Pat, what he does. Got you.
6: Hey, have a blessed day, Gary. Thank you for taking my call, man. Thank you, Bye-bye.
1: Pat, and good to hear from you. Yeah, I, again, I... I I don't know how that's gotten so many legs with with Perry Thompson to Alabama. Who knows? You know, like I said, maybe. But I'm the, what I've been told is that that he's going to sign with Auburn. But we will, uh, but we will see. I mean, that's that's why you don't know until you know for sure. And the fact that he's doing another announcement. Listen to this, Justin, and we'll get to Lewis. We'll get to you in just a second. Hold tight. Perry Thompson committed to Alabama. All right. He flipped to Auburn. He flipped to Auburn. He said he was was solid with Auburn. And now he's doing a signing ceremony today at Foley High School. And he is going to do the whole hat thing again today. All right. With Alabama, Auburn, and, well, Alabama and Auburn. So... (laughs) He's building this drama. I mean, at some point, if you're committed, be committed. So you've committed Alabama. Then you flip to Auburn. Now you want to still get more buzz by holding a ceremony and putting an Alabama hat and an Auburn hat out there again and doing it all one more time. I I think it's a little over the top myself. I'm not a fan of that. Um, But, you know, nobody asked me. Let's jump out on the First Domain Condominiums hotline and welcome in Lewis. Good morning, Lewis.
7: Good morning, Gary. Love the show. Uh, You know, I I trust our great coach, Saban, to reel in as good a class as he can every year, and he's done an amazing job. So I kind of don't follow it as closely as some people, but I'll tell you, man, I I had to look up highlights on on, uh, uh, Julian Say and (laughs) he's unreal, man. This kid is something. Now, I know... uh, You know, we've had some – I'm not even going to mention names because it's not fair to them that just didn't pan out that we're supposed to be all everything. It hasn't happened very often. But, you know, we've had quarterbacks that just didn't pan out. But I I know it's high school footage. Gary, but this this guy's special, man. I'm sure you've
1: seen highlights of, of his. I've habit. seen highlights. I watched. I watched that game. Uh, a lot of the game where he played on ESPN earlier this year. Um, you know, a friend of mine that's a sports caster out there in in San Diego uh, that we've had on the show before covers him and says he's just phenomenal. Phenomenal young man, phenomenal quarterback. He's got a lot of the Bryce Young qualities when you watch him play as far as his uh, just his calmness in the pocket, his touch on the ball. Uh, yeah, I, I think he's a tremendous prospect. I think that he is uh, has the potential to be a great quarterback. I'm with you 100%, Lewis. And, you know, you've got Jalen Milrow coming back for another year. And then in 2025, I mean, it's going to be some kind of quarterback competition here when you figure you got Lonergan and if Holstein is still here, uh You know, we don't know what's going to happen with Ty Simpson, with Julian saying they're going to be bringing in more quarterbacks. I mean, uh, yeah, it's, it's, you know, that's the thing about the quarterback position. You want to be solid there. You want to be stable, but at the same time, uh, you want to have options. And when, when there is a quarterback competition, you want more than one guy. And that's always the way it's been here at Alabama, but no, I'm with you on Julian saying I think he's terrific. Yeah, that's a, that's a
7: strong quarterback for him. And I, I, I believe, uh, I know some will come and go. It, that's just the nature of football right now, college football. But I, I think we're in good shape. And, Gary, last thing, can you imagine what a thrill it is for for this young man as well as some of these other kids that are, are young men that are getting to practice with the team and see what it's like to be in the playoffs? I, I just can't imagine the thrill that is to go from high school and, and finishing a great high school career and. Boom! You're with Bama, and you are in the playoffs. It's got to just be the biggest thrill, and I, I, I think good things are ahead, man. Roll Tide, Gary.
1: Good to hear from you, Lewis. Terrific phone call. All right, we're gonna get uh, Philip on the air here, here on the First Amendment Condominiums Hotline. Good morning, Philip.
4: Hey, Gary. Um, I think I'm hoping that what's going to happen with this portaling and all right now, which to me is way, way worse than than nil. I think the portaling's horrible. But I, I'm, I'm hoping what's going to happen, you know, starting next year when the playoffs get expanded and there's, there's a few more games and all. I'm, I'm kind of hoping this Portland's going to settle down because I think what's going to happen is, you know, right now these guys are looking at it as a good thing, a good thing, but I believe eventually there's going to be enough horror stories to start coming forward and enough coaches to start griping about it that I'm, I'm hoping that this, this train is going to be slowed up a little bit. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. I have no basis in fact, but it's a something I'm holding on to.
1: Well, maybe so. I mean, I keep uh, holding out hope too that we can get some kind of just, just, just some rules, just some, just, uh, just some rules of engagement and. Uh, have some type of, and I and I don't like the calendar either. You know, I don't like the portal opening up when you know we're going into the postseason and and teams are and you're also trying to do high school recruiting. You're trying to get ready for bowl games or for four teams. You're trying to get ready to try to win a national championship, and you're having to deal with roster management. And you're having guys leave your program to go into the portal, who maybe you were even counting on to help you. Um, you know, win in your bowl game or in your college football playoff. It's it's just it's just. It's just disappointing, man. It's just, uh, it, it's, but it, it is the system that we have. And again, that's why I just keep marveling at Nick Saban. I mean, people keep throwing dirt on Nick Saban and he handles all this stuff better than anybody else. To give you another idea, uh, Philip and Justin, there's more news now that Alabama's trending to flip Texas four-star wide receiver commit Aaron Hampton. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's, yeah. So yeah. I mean, I mean, Saban, like we said before, they're playing checkers. The guy's playing chess. Man, he's about he's about to yeah. have a number one recruiting class. The way it's trending.
4: And, and, and another thing that Saban is amazing to be on is all of these trends that happen, like NIL and portaling and all that kind of stuff. He he'll he'll warn you. He warns you way ahead of time on the bad things that can occur from that. The, the yeah, classic of get- all
1: time, Philip, is when is is when they. You know the RPOs and the and the and the spread game and all that came in, and you know we went from running 58, 60 plays a game. Teams were running ninety plays, and we were talking about the. And, and Saban said he asked the question. He said, "Is this what we want football to be? Is this what we want it to be?" And everybody yeah. took that as well. He can't adjust. He's ca-. no, he just asked yeah. the question. If if that's the answer exactly. is yes, then he'll he'll adjust. He brought in Lane Kiffin. The rest is history. I mean, the guy yeah. the guy's unbelievable. Just unbelievable. it yeah. Gary, yeah, I want to wish
4: you a Merry Christmas, and thank you, thank you so much. I'm, I'm honored that you let me take your time and call your show, and uh, you've you become a great friend, and, and all the staff are really good people. I, I really appreciate you letting me call your show. Thanks well, so much. Well,
1: you're one of the best callers we got, man. Merry Christmas to you, okay? Merry Christmas. Thank you. All right, it is 928, and this hour is being brought to you by Alabama Credit Union. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back with Chase Goodbread, sports columnist for the Tuscaloosa News, talking Bama football and basketball next, right here on the Gary Harris Show. It's time to ring in the new year, right? Alabama,
7: a winner over the Georgia Bulldogs, claiming the
0: SEC title. It's the Alabama Crimson Tide and the Michigan Wolverines in the college football playoff semifinal at the Rose Bowl. Our coverage starts at one on New Year's Day on your home for Alabama
1: football. Brought to you by Birmingham Racecourse. BirminghamRacecourse.com. You can be a winner, too. Wait for when your finances are in perfect order. It just happens. But no matter what surprises come your way, Alabama Credit Union will be here to help make it affordable with great personal loans, mortgages, and auto loans. They offer an easy application process and fast decisions so you can stay focused on feeling good about whatever life brings your way. Alabama Credit Union will be here to help make it affordable with great personal loans, mortgages, and auto loans. Alabama Credit Union, loans for real life. Visit alabamacu.com to learn more. Some rules and restrictions apply. See if you're eligible for membership, then join today and feel good about your money.
0: For more from Tide 100.9, let's it fly, and there's it. Whoa. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and SoundCloud.
1: 931 welcome back into the Gary Harris show 29 minutes in front of the hour of 10 o'clock and it's time to jump out on the first domain condominium's hotline and welcome in the sports columnist for the Tuscaloosa News Chase Goodbread uh, longtime fixture here in the West Alabama sporting scene uh, going back to his days uh, with uh, Bama online NFL Network Tuscaloosa News twice and now just does an incredible job of, of um, covering sports and writing columns for the Tuscaloosa News and also uh, along with John Copeland and Mike Parker uh, does Crimson Cover every Friday night on WVUA 23, and we'll ask Chase about that in a moment. they got a special show coming up for the holidays uh, this Friday. But uh, good morning, Chase. How are you? I'm good, Gary. How are you? Doing well. Appreciate having you on. And uh, we're not going to, you know, I know recruiting is not your wheelhouse, uh, but it is uh, shaping up, Chase. I know you're seeing what I'm seeing. Alabama looks like uh, they were throwing dirt on Nick Saban, and he's uh, trending to finish maybe with the number one class again in recruiting as Alabama has got three or four top recruits on flip watch this morning to go along with the guys they already have committed. Uh, he's the best man. It's un- it's just unbelievable watching him work, isn't it?
8: It's annual. Uh, <laughs> which with even that they're going to reel in one of these top two, top five classes, whatever the case may be. They were throwing dirt on him as a recruiter a little bit last year, right? Coming right off of uh, those two regular season losses as he lost his fastball, all that stuff. And of course he, He pulled in a huge class last year, turned around and and, and did it all over again. It's it's an absolute machine.
1: Yeah, it really is. And, um, you know, I was talking earlier with a caller about, you know, Going back to way back to the you know the spread and the RPO and the fastball offenses as he called it, and he asked the question: "Is this what we want football to be?" And a lot of people took that as, "Oh, he can't adjust; it's over for Saban." He just asked the question, and when when the answer was yes, he went out and adjusted. And here he is, you know, ten years later, still competing for national championships. I do want to ask you about the calendar, though, because again, nobody handles this stuff better than Saban. But my gosh, man, Chase, it's it's you know you you work all year to be in the position that Alabama's in, and and Texas and 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 Washington. In, in Michigan too, and that's to be the one of the four playing for a national championship. But you're having to deal with a signing period. You're having to deal with the portal, which the it just seems awful time. You got you know some schools losing players to the portal that they were counting on to play in bowl games, and in some cases even the playoff. You know, you look at the backup quarterback at Texas uh, hitting the portal. Um, more challenges than ever for these for these programs, and I know these coaches are making a lot of money, but they are dealing with a lot, Chase. Just your take on, especially the month of December, how convoluted it is with with so much going on.
8: Yeah, you make a good point about the money they make. There's no pity for them when you see what those no, dollar signs are, But 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 I will say this. It, it is borderline unmanageable, I think, in terms of maintaining a roster and, and understanding what the numbers are and what you can and can't do. And the harder you make that on coaches, um, I think the more you're going to see players get, you know, exploited a little bit or, or, you know, high school kids getting offers jerked out from underneath them at the last minute, that stuff happens. And, and the harder, the harder it is to manage a roster, the more it happens. That's, that's just the bottom line of it. I, you know, to me Gary the the one thing I think they could do that would <clears throat> make some sense and 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 really kind of cut this problem off at the knees <clears throat> would be if they just made one portal window a year instead of two right <clears throat> if you kill the December portal window and you only make that may that uh, late April, early May period, you know, April 15th to May 15th or whatever it is, if that was the only portal window, I, I think you'd you'd see a lot of this problem go away. Um, but, you know, every time the NCAA tries to do something, uh, they get knocked down in court. So, you know, I'm not sure they'd be – that's procedural. That's something they might be able to pull off. But, you know, every time you talk about the NCAA doing anything anymore – it seems like they're going to get sued over it and, and certainly the recent history and even not so recent history is that they're probably going to lose.
1: Yeah, you're right about that. I mean, they they, you know... Say what you want about them, but it's hard for them to kind of enact any kind of policy right now. And so it comes back to what we keep talking about: yeah, things need to be done, but who's going to do them? <laughs> you know, <laughs> and who can? It, it's you know, for right now, it, it is what it is. And I guess that's what we're talking about with Saban just uh, adapting the way that he does. Speaking of adapting, this football team this year—you've covered every game. It has been a, a fun team to cover because you. You knew there were questions going in uh, with Milro at quarterback. He came out against Middle Tennessee, and the guy was brilliant. But against Texas, he made mistakes. He made some plays in that game, too. And then we've discussed it, you know, whatever the reasons were for what they did at South Florida. They did what they did. He sat out. And then, you know, beginning with the old Miss game, this team just kind of began to take shape. And you look at where they're at now, Chase, but it was work to get here. I mean, they earned it. You know, there were a lot of games that in the fourth quarter <laughs> – you know The games were in doubt, whether it be Texas A&M, whether even Arkansas, after they came back from 24-3 down and had, had a chance to win, you know. Uh, these were not – it was not an easy trip to where Alabama's at, which I think makes it even more impressive and more gratifying for Alabama fans. Just your, your analysis of what Saban and this coaching staff and these players were able to do to go from where they were to where they're at now.
8: You know, to some extent – these players ought to be used to some close games because a lot of games were really close right. in 2022 also. This really mm-hmm. this is the second year in a row mm-hmm. where Alabama's played and even 21 there there were some tight ones. Um I think that Florida game in 21 was was tight and, and a couple others as well. Certainly more so the last two years though. So I think to some extent these players have Um, for lack of a better way to put it, gotten comfortable living on the edge and uh, being able to respond late when the score is tight to be able to make a play. Now, as Nick Saban said last year after they took their second loss, that's no way to live. Um, But it is a plus for sure when you're in a close game to um, have a bunch of guys who have found a way to rally before
1: what's your feeling on this matchup against Michigan and I know you've got still got time to you kind of still diving into it but just your your thoughts on this matchup and and does it favor one team uh, over the other in regards to how you see it
8: yeah you know, I've, I've been looking pretty closely at Michigan's defense uh this week I'll probably get more into the offense here in the next few days but they got a lot of players on that side of the ball. There's no doubt about it. I think Alabama's ability to run it some and stop the run is, is going to be key. And, you know, that can be said about some games, not all of them, certainly with the way the ball gets thrown all over the place in college football now. But against Michigan, I, I don't think there's any question that, that the game is going to be won and lost up front uh, with, with their rushing attacks.
1: For Jalen Milrow, um, watching him develop this year, and, and you know, I took umbrage early in the year. When I'll, you know, I, I Justin will tell you, man, I got into it with some folks here on the radio show, Chase, when they called in and said the guy was awful and he couldn't play quarterback, and I'm like. What are you looking at? Yeah, I mean, he's, he's going to have to get better, but you, that kind of athletic ability, that kind of arm talent, don't tell me he can't play quarterback. Are you, or do you even watch the NFL? Do you see where we're headed in the National Football League with dual-threat quarterbacks? So I never, ever bought into the, into the argument that he couldn't play the position. I did wonder if he would play it well enough for Alabama to have the kind of year they've had, but, you know, he's gone from a guy who... Um, You know, you just didn't know what you were going to get to a guy now that when the game's on the line, you just expect him to make the play, Chase. I mean, let's be honest. He doesn't always make the right play, but he's got that clutch gene. He comes up big when his best is needed. He did it in the Iron Bowl. He did it against Georgia. He's just really become a special player. Did you see that in him early in the year? Did you see his potential, or did you think, well, they're not going to be able to win at a high level with this guy? How did you see Jalen Milrow then, and how do you see him now?
8: You know I always thought, he, even through the USF game that he sat, and even before the USF game, right? I mean, after the USF game, uh, I don't think anybody had any question about about what needed to happen then. Um, but even before the US, coming off that Texas loss and going into the USF game, I still felt like he was the guy. And, and along the lines of what you said, the athletic ability is a big part of it because all what that did for him is it. It, first of all, it was a separator, right, between him and the other quarterbacks in a pretty big way. I think he's the best athlete on the football team, period. And when you got that at the quarterback position, not to say Ty Simpson can't run, he can, uh, but, but Milrose on a different level, which creates all kinds of upside for him as a quarterback. Um, and it also creates upside for the offense as a whole because mm-hmm. it's easier to run the ball to Jace McClellan when you've got a quarterback who's a threat, right, to keep it on the, the zone read stuff and all that. So um, I was a Milro believer. At the same time, after the Texas game, it, it was clear certainly that he had to cut down on uh, the head-scratcher throws, right? I mean, the, the, the picks. And I think he ended up throwing six picks on the year, uh, which if, I think if you'd have told people, after the Texas game that he did in the year with six, uh, they'd have been glad to take it. So he definitely improved quite a bit on, on that front. As a matter of fact, Alabama, I don't think the offense has turned the ball over in, in more than a month.
1: When you look at um, the overall health of the program. Uh, and and still, even with what's happened this year and where they're at right now, there are still a lot of people in our business saying, you know, if Saban wins at all, he's gonna he's gonna step down. You know I don't know. I mean, I, I heard some people argue with me here on the show about, well, he's out. Rec- I kept talking about how hard he's recruiting. Well, he wants to leave the program and get trip I just don't sense it, Chase. I, I think I, I sense that he's still got a few more rodeos in him. I mean, you know, we'll, you know, nobody knows for sure, but I don't see anything from Nick Saban that tells me that he's just focused on trying. I know he wants to win the national championship, but the watching him operate, it, I, I still think he's big picture. I, I still, I think he's coming back for a few more go rounds. Uh, what about you?
8: I definitely agree with you that he's not showing any sign of slowing down. Certainly, I mean he's he's on top of his game uh, today. Is going to prove once again he's on top of the recruiting game, game. Uh, this season. That's not quite finished yet has proven that he's on top of the player development game. Um, it's probably the most improved Alabama team from start to finish that he's had at Alabama. So from the standpoint of his ability to do a great job, that's not in question. The question to me is more about what does he want, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Does he want to keep doing it? He's 72 years old. A lot of successful coaches can get up that high. Usually they don't get too much past that. Um, But to me, it's hard, you know, we all want to go out on top theory, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I'd love to go out with a Pulitzer and you'd love to go out with an Emmy and Nick Saban would love to go out with a national championship. That's how everybody is. Um, so, you know, from that standpoint, it would be hard to imagine a better way to go out than to go out with a national championship in a year where no one thought you'd be able to do it. Um, so from a timing standpoint, I can understand what people are saying. But I'm with you. I, I think you've got plenty of years left uh, to go uh, an indefinite period further.
1: Well, it's remarkable. It's, you know, it's an it's an incredible run that he's on. Hey, I want to talk a little hoops with you in our last couple of minutes here. Um, the schedule was ambitious, to say the least. Uh, you know, I think that... Uh, Nate Oates did not foresee Charles Bediaco going into the draft, and and uh, he's reworked the roster, and they're very talented, and they're a good team, but this schedule's taking a bite out of them. Four losses already, and, you know, let's just be honest, they're staring at a loss number five tonight uh, uh, at uh, number four Arizona, a team that was number one up until this past weekend when they lost to Purdue. It's one thing to schedule these games, but, you know, you would like to win one or two of them, Chase, and, and uh, Alabama has uh, – uh, a tough SEC schedule ahead, too. This is, this is a game tonight, clearly, if they could win it, would, would kind of turn things around. But you're playing this three-game stretch of top ten opponents, and uh, you would like to have won one of these games, and now tonight's your last shot.
8: This Arizona game is Alabama's best chance to really turn around and march when people are talking about their resume and point to something and hang their hat on something. This is a hat hanger game, mm-hmm. right? And non-conference play when it comes to how you're looked at in the NCAA tournament, seeding wise, qualification wise, whatever the case turns out to be. Defense has been a mess. It's not gotten a lot better, in my opinion. Um, they've had some stretches where they've been okay, but Nate Oates has been clamoring for better defense all year. He hadn't gotten it yet. Um, teams are scoring. Lately, uh, in the '80s or '90s, uh, regularly on Alabama, so they got to get that part of it fixed. And uh, Arizona is going to be a big challenge for sure. They, it's it's a I'm not going to say it's a, a game they have to win, uh, but I, I I do think it's a huge opportunity.
1: Chase, when you look at what uh, Oates is doing here, his ability to to recruit uh, and and rework the roster. You know, this is the modern game of basketball now. You know, the roster's rolling over at a lot of places every year, and he is a guy that's, you know, equipped to do it. I mean, he understands recruiting. He understands the way guys want to play. Uh, I think he's always going to have talent here. But it does beg the question, how how difficult it is when, you know, most years you're going to be – um you're going to be bringing, running a bunch of new guys out there and trying to blend the, a team together you know last year was amazing how quickly that team came together with all those freshmen but this is probably a better example of what the you know it's going to be a work in progress right I mean when you have this many new players coming in even with talent you're trying to blend them together you're trying to navigate a tough schedule and you're trying to build a basketball team that come March gives you an opportunity to make a run in the NCAA tournament it is not easy is it
8: it's not, and you're right. It is the way of the world now in college basketball. I mean, the team that Alabama just had last year that set a school record for wins. Well, that was a brand new team. Also, that that, that team only had a couple of guys returning from the previous year. So it's something that that Oates understands. Um, helps a lot if you can get a guy like Brandon Miller to just pop in for a year and 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 be the uh, you know. Be the dynamic guy who can, who can score 20 or 25 and give you nine rebounds at, at any time. Uh, but yeah, it, it is a, it is a development thing for some of these guys. And if you, if you think about it in terms of percentages, Gary can consider this, like if you look at Nate Oates' team the last couple of years, they've only brought back like maybe three guys roughly from the previous year. So you're talking about on a, on a roster of 15 you're talking about 80% turnover, right? Right. Um, between graduates, guys leaving early for the pros, guys leaving for the transfer portal, you're talking about returning maybe only 20% of your team from year to year. Turn around and look at it in football. Hey, you're going to lose 10 guys to the portal. You're going to graduate 15, 20 guys. But on a roster of 85 scholarship players, that's less than half the roster, right? So – you know, from that standpoint, I think it's, it's definitely a, a more difficult thing for coaches to deal with in basketball than football.
1: No doubt about it. All right, Chase, um, of course, Tuscaloosa News, tuscaloosanews.com, and uh, Crimson Cover, I know you've got your uh, holiday show coming up uh, this week. What do you got on tap?
8: Looking forward to it. We're going to be uh, taping the show from Crimson Village Senior Living, which is the title sponsor of Crimson Cover. We do it every year. Um, usually mid-December this year. We're doing a little bit on the late side, but uh, we're looking forward for sure to heading over there and, and seeing some of the residents there and hopefully putting on a fun fun show for them.
1: All right, looking forward to it. That's uh, Friday night at 6.30, right, on WVUA 23? That's it. All right, Chase. Thanks, buddy. All right, Gary. Thanks. All right. It's 949 here on the Gary Harris show and the YMCA of Tuscaloosa is a great uh, opportunity and a great venue for you to reach your health and fitness goals in 2024. You know, the new year is just right around the corner now. And maybe you didn't work out this fall, maybe football season, you enjoyed yourself, or maybe you did work out, uh, but you really want to take it to the next level. Come the new year. The YMCA is the place to do it. Brand new cardio equipment installed just last month, individual television screens, on-demand fitness programming, streaming and Bluetooth capability. Uh, the, entire wellness center is clean. Its the equipment's modern. It's a great place to work out. Their personal training is top notch. I would really encourage you, if you've had trouble getting over the hump and reaching your fitness goals, to consider personal training. They can really help take you where you want to go. Everything's in place at the YMCA. All you need to do is go by and Join 2313th Street you can call them at 205-345-9622 or you can find out more at ymcatuscaloosa.org Jeff Knox is the CEO does an unbelievable job of running the YMCA Be like me I've been a member for over 20 years join the YMCA and get ready for 2024 All right we'll be back with the final segment of this first hour and we got time for some phone calls we will also have the latest on the signing day um stuff for Alabama we'll update you on that as well when we come back Tuscaloosa's Old Colony Golf Course is an 18-hole championship layout designed by 1976 U.S. Open champion Jerry Pate. Director of Golf John Gray and fitting specialist Bob Montgomery are PGA certified. Mike Shivitz is the head professional and director of the Tuscaloosa Junior Golf Program. Call today to secure a tee time at the Tuscaloosa Championship Golf Course. Everyone can play. 205-562-3201. Old Colony is operated by Para.
5: Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A good supply of sunshine today, Tuscaloosa's high 54. Tonight, fair and cold again with the low at 30. Tomorrow is sunny day, the high 57. And Friday, the warming trend continues, the sky partially sunny, the high at 60. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 39 degrees in Tuscaloosa. You're listening to The Gary Harris Show. Oh my!
0: for Alabama Sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app.
1: All right, 954. I want to remind people too that um, the tip off tonight for B- for Bama basketball, and you can hear it here on Tide 100.9 FM is uh, it's been this schedule for this time. For a while, but it's, I've seen people on social media freaking out about it. It's a 10 p.m. tip tonight, Central Time. That's that's the tip-off time. Had a couple of people message me, "What's up with this 10 o'clock tip?" Well, they're playing in Phoenix, Arizona, and uh, now, granted, you know, Phoenix is Mountain Standard Time, so it's only nine. You know, it's it's not eight o'clock. They're not Pacific, but still, it's nine o'clock. But it's TV. You know, I keep telling people, and people don't seem to. It doesn't register with people. Justin, I, I'm just going to be real blunt with you. If ESPN says you're playing at three o'clock in the morning, you're going to play at three o'clock in the morning. Okay. That's the way this works. That's the trade-off for all the money that comes in for, for television and that they dictate it, man. So yes, it's a 10 o'clock tip off tonight. If you've got to work in the morning, um, you know, you can record it on TV or just make a decision to stay up. Of course, I'm up late anyway. I don't even get home until 11 o'clock at night, but for me tonight on the 10 o'clock sports, all I can do is give you a little partial score, but I keep, seeing a lot of responses to the time like this is this is breaking news this is not breaking news um, this is anyway so it's 10 o'clock tonight so all right we're gonna wrap up this first hour and 10 o'clock uh, Perry Thompson down at Foley High School is gonna do this one more time I mean I'm I'm ready for this guy to get it over with I mean you how many times can you play this? out but he is going to have a signing day ceremony there's still a lot of alabama people holding out hope i think he's going to sign with auburn alabama he's having an incredible class regardless probably uh, uh, gonna wind up being the number one class the way it's trending But we'll keep you up to date on that. Also, we'll talk hoops with uh, Bart Heitch at 1030. More of your phone calls, more uh, signing day coverage, all that coming up in the second hour. This hour has been brought to you by Alabama Credit Union. member owned and not-for-profit It's just a better way of banking. Alabama Credit Union loans for real life. Find out more at alabamacu.com. We're coming back with the second hour right here on Tide 100.9 FM and 1230 AM WTBC.
0: Here's Kevin Wired. NFL news regarding uh, head coaching vacancies. Falcons owner Arthur Blank says he wants to let the rest of the season play out before he makes a decision on the future of current head coach Arthur Smith. And Chargers president John Spanos said that there would be, quote, no limitations on their search for their next head coach and general manager. As for NBA action last night, John Morant making his much-anticipated return from his 25-game suspension for gun issues, and he came back in a big way, scoring 34 points, including the game-winning buzzer-beater shot to take down the Pelicans, 115-113. Warriors take down the Celtics 132-126 in overtime as Steph Curry led the way with 33 points, and UT San Antonio wins their first-ever bowl game, being Marshall 35-17 in the Frisco Bowl. Now, this hour's West Alabama real-time news update from the Tuscaloosa Thread Newsroom.
7: The Tuscaloosa City Council passed that memorandum of understanding with Kentuck last night. It paves the way for Kentuck to move to the Druid City from Northport. The Tuscaloosa City Council also unanimously approved the resolution to ask the state legislature to okay municipal property tax increase vote for schools and tuscaloosa va medical center police will begin wearing body cameras on friday cameras will activate with emergency lights or when an officer draws a weapon dashboard cams will be available in the spring get 24
0: 7 local news coverage and sports updates when you download the free tuscaloosa threat app and sign up for twice daily email newsletters
1: All right, here we go, hour number two, the Gary Harris Show, right here on Tile 100.9 FM, 1230 AM WTBC. I'm your host, Gary Harris. Justin Jones is manning the controls right there in the control room and taking your phone calls on the Krispy Kreme Donuts hotline at 205-342-9904. Hey, I want to remind you, this hour, the Gary Harris Show being brought to you by Patterson Comer Attorneys at Law. Patterson Comer is dedicated to serving our clients' integrity and excellence are the driving force behind the and staff. Clients and prospective clients are treated with respect and care. At Patterson Comer, we invite you to contact us with any questions concerning legal issues that are of personal injury, automobile accidents, wrongful death, product liability, 18-wheeler accidents, or any legal questions that you may have. Our business is to take care of your needs. You can reach Paul and Tuscaloosa at 205-345-1000, or Mike Comer can be reached in Northport at 205-759-3939. Patterson Comer Law Firm, the commitment to serve our clients, does not stop at the end of the workday. We're available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. PattersonComerLawFirm.com.
3: No representation is made that the quality of legal services to be performed is greater than the quality of services performed by other lawyers.
1: All right, uh, let's get this second hour kicked off with a National Signing Day update as Alabama continues to uh, add to its um, already great class this morning. I'm trying to pull up the latest again. Justin, you got it up in there by any chance. Run, Run down, how many total signees do we have so far?
2: I believe we are at 12. Is that 12 counting? Uh, the most recent, Joseph Iannata, the offensive lineman, four-star out of Florida, who uh, is already in Tuscaloosa for Rose Bowl practice.
1: Okay. Um, so we are uh, up to 12 signees, expecting to have over 20 by the uh, by the end of the day. Um, yeah, and, that, that is 12, 12. Okay, 12 so far. Going to have over 20 at the end of the day. Probably a minimum of 23, could be as many as 25 or 26, the way it's trending. Again, Alabama is trending in the direction of um, picking up some flips from other schools. We'll keep you updated. Perry Thompson, the fully wide receiver that committed to Alabama, then to Auburn. There have been a lot of interest. Oh, okay. I thought you were waiting to say something, Justin. Uh, We're waiting on him to do it. Sorry, to do it I thought again. you were about to uh, to break
2: this news, but it looks like Perry Thompson is signing with Auburn.
1: Yeah, and that's that's what I expected all along. So um, again, I don't blame Alabama fans for getting excited, but you can't get them all. And, and I don't know my thought process with Perry Thompson was that he was going to Auburn all along. I never bought into uh, any of this stuff. Um, I think sometimes it's it's wishful thinking, but. Um, yeah, he's he's he signed with Auburn. This kid had uh you know, there was really no need for, for going back through this again. Um, you know, and Auburn people are reporting it as big news. Um, you know, he was he was committed to Auburn. I mean, he was committed to Auburn. And the fact that he decided to to uh to milk this thing one more time, they're saying that he uh picked up an Auburn hat, then an Alabama hat, and then took off his coat to reveal an Auburn jersey, uh, and now Auburn's trying to, their their media people are trying to, um, you know, treat this as if it's another commitment today. he's He's been committed to Auburn for some time, and he probably needs to go there. I, I think that's probably the best fit for him. I has been my feeling for a while. Um, so, you know, Good for him. That's where he was going. I, I did not, like I said, I did not buy into all of the talk and discussion that um, was going on with him flipping back to Alabama to begin with. So, Alabama's got a lot of guys still on the table. And um, as I said earlier, I'm just, you know, you're, you're committed to Auburn. Um, you were committed to Alabama, committed to Auburn. So now you got to do it all again today. And. Um, Act like you weren't committed to Auburn, and so I, I just think this was a um, situation where a guy was milking uh, was milking the opportunity to have a little more uh, spotlight. But uh, but he committed to Auburn, and he signed with he's going to sign with Auburn, and and good for him. Alabama though is working, as I said, to uh, flip some other prospects from top schools, and is in the running to have the top overall class for twenty twenty four, which is. Uh, quite an achievement for a program and a head coach that a lot of people, as we talked about earlier in the show, were throwing dirt on Nick Saban earlier in the year and predicting four or five or six losses and the dynasty was over and this was going to be his last year. And now here he is uh, in the college football playoff chance to win another, another national championship and a chance to reel in a top um, recruiting class. But Perry Thompson, as I said in the last hour, I don't, I don't know where all this buzz from Alabama about Alabama came from other than he wanted to create it to have another moment to kind of, um, because at the end of the day, Auburn's going to have a good class, but Alabama's going to have the top class probably in the country. So uh, they've been able to milk this Perry Thompson commitment for a lot and get a lot of traction out of it and getting, uh, getting a lot more traction out of it for today, too. So, anyway, but you move on from that. And like I said, Alabama's got a lot of stuff going on with uh – with recruiting today all right if you want to join us here on the program you can give us a ring on the first and uh, main condominiums hotline in the first hour the crispy cream donuts hotline here in hour number two 205-342-9904 and it looks like we got a call coming in right now that we're going to get to here in just a second i'm multitasking because i am trying to track all of this uh um all of this recruiting stuff and keep an eye on it but let's jump out right now on the crispy cream donuts hotline and welcome in our pal tom good morning tom
9: well, Gary, good morning.
1: Hello. Hello.
9: Hey,
10: Gary, mm-hmm. you hear me? Yeah. How How are you this morning? Doing well. You know, uh, I've noticed that uh, some of the young people that do this commitment thing, that uh, they are extreme attention seekers. Mm-hmm. Not getters, but seekers. And I'm not saying that everybody turns out like that, but the fact of the matter is that uh, more times than not, let's say, they end up, if they don't receive the amount of attention that they think that they should be getting, they turn into a problem. And uh, some would say spoiled and uh, it could be that. I don't know, but uh, I don't know that they necessarily spoil, but it's the attention is the uh, drug of the day for for a lot of these people, and that appears to be the problem with Thompson.
1: Yeah, some of them do. As I said, too, I mean, I have no doubt that, that Alabama, um, you know, he was committed to Alabama. I have no doubt had he wanted to come to Alabama, they would have oh, taken, they would've would've taken him, it to but I, 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 don't, I don't know where all that came from, that he was going to flip back to Alabama. The people that I talked to at Auburn, uh, felt strong strongly the whole time and not only was he committed to auburn he was helping to recruit others for auburn and i i think what you said is the truth i think he wanted an opportunity listen they're trying to create some buzz let's just be honest they're six and six program playing the music city bowl alabama's 12 and one playing for another national championship they got their guts cut out in the iron bowl and so they have an opportunity with the you know, with with Perry Thompson, to not only get him to flip, but then to almost get some more buzz, like he chose, he stuck it to Alabama today. Uh, he was committed to Again. Auburn. He was committed to already. The shocker yeah. would have been had he decommitted from Auburn and gone to Alabama. This is no surprise. This is what was expected. And now they're playing it up as if, oh, we went in and stole Perry Thompson. You, you, you really didn't. You know, you you got the guy that you were supposed to get.
10: Yeah, that committed to you uh, and uh, during the recruiting process, not signing day. Recruiting process, but uh, anyway, you're right. Uh, when you do not, uh, when when you have an experience like the Iron Bowl, uh, dealt you, and uh, fourth and 30, uh, fourth and goal from the thirty-one, uh, you must uh, you must create some positivity and uh and this is scripted this is scripted no doubt about it al.coms involved in it and uh all that bunch and uh yeah it, it's scripted to uh, get attention not only for him but for uh the freeze night
1: i think so like i said i think that um, that it it's an opportunity to milk it like this and to have it come down to a signing new deal where you've got the Alabama hat on the table when you fake putting up, you know, you put the the Alabama hat on is it's like you're sticking it to Alabama, but that's fine. Like I said, Alabama's going to stick it it, to everybody with with another number one rate recruiting class when it's all said and done.
10: Isn't that old? Uh, That's so old. I (laughs) mean, that little stick there. I mean, come up with some, you know, you're, all you're doing is copying those that have done that in front of you and, uh, so forth and so on. But now here, here's another little thing about it is look, everybody, this is the, the message they're trying to project. Everybody wants to come to the planes and play football, for huge Freeze, And they're trying to project that to others. Uh, you know who, and uh, try to get them to flip their commitment as well. But uh, at any rate, it's an attention seeking thing. And uh, you nailed it right off the bat. Thank you, Tom, See you, buddy.
1: All right. Let me uh, run down, as Justin said earlier, 12. 12 signees so far in the early period for Alabama. They are the linebacker from Germany, Justin Oroquanquo, tied in Jay Lindsey from just down at Patrician Academy in Butler, Alabama, cornerback Xavier Brown, quarterback Julian Sayon, tight end Caleb Odom, outside linebacker Sterling Dixon, outside linebacker Caden Jones, defensive back Drake Patrick Jr., Offensive lineman Casey Poe, wide receiver Rico Scott, defensive back Peyton Woodyard, offensive lineman Joseph Ayanata. Those are the 12 players that have already signed, and the paperwork is in. All right, let's jump back out on the Krispy Kreme Donuts hotline and welcome in an Alf. Good morning, Alf.
10: Hey,
11: Jerry, how are you? Doing well. Hey, Jerry. You know, that's why they're little brother. <laughs> you know, it's why they're little brother. And I don't want to go all Ryan Fowler, but, uh, you know, uh, they get excited about beating us in a game you know we we get excited about winning national championships and they get they get excited about a player that is going to their school that's high ranking and we get ex- we get excited about a, a high highly ranked class it's a different thing and uh they don't get it now uh, i'll tell you this if i and i said something on ryan's show if i if i hear about their coaching staff, contacting any of our players about uh, flirting with them about getting in the portal. Uh, I think that we need to send the Tuscaloosa Mafia down there because uh, that's wrong. Our players are still playing, and uh, we are, you know, we've got big fish to fry, and Auburn's got nothing to do except go to Christmas and, you know, watch Christmas movies. So... uh, uh, uh- they better stay away from our kids.
1: I'll tell you this, Alf. If any of that's going on, I have no doubt that Nick Saban can 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 handle it. I, I always make the comparison between uh, Nick Saban and Ric Flair when Ric Flair was in his NWA. Heyday, right. uh, You know, people would always, you know, and this is pro wrestling and, and, but you know, Ric Flair would always say, Hey, I'm the dirtiest player in the game. And I'm not saying that literally in terms of it, but, but in other words, you weren't going to get anything over on Ric Flair, no matter what you tried. Oh. And I think when you're talking about Nick Saban, nobody's going to get anything over on him, Alf. I mean, you know, he oh. is, he is, he got his finger on the pulse of everything with this program, because you're right. There is so much illegal contact going on with these players now from schools, uh, the the portal, nobody waits till they're in the portal. If they eyeball a player that they, they're interested in, they get the word to that young man at a, a lot of different schools. And a lot of different schools are doing it because there's just no, there's no... Um, Way to stop it, but we saw it with Elijah Pritchett last uh, uh, last week. He went in the portal on Friday night, Saturday morning. He was out. He wasn't. He wasn't in the portal. So if, yeah. if if it's a player that Nick Saban really wants to keep in his program, and he um, he sees value in that back. player, it's gonna be hard for anybody to poach him. You know what yeah, I mean? There's
11: a reason these kids transfer, and they don't. You know that you don't see them at Ohio State and Penn State and Michigan. You see them at TCU. You know, there's a reason for that. That's right. I like it. One of two quick things now. Shut up. One, that kid from Germany, that's a, that's a year-and-a-half, two-year process. It says to me, Coach ain't going anywhere because he loves that kid. And so he's going to take a little while to get on the field, and that means Nick's, Nick's not going anywhere. He's staying put for, for a while. And the last point is, uh, going back to Rick Flair, you know, to be the man,
1: you got to beat, beat him, man. You got to beat man. Amen. You
11: got to beat him, man. Ain't nobody beating him. So. <laughs> That's right. All right.
1: Thank, Thank hey, you, Al.
11: Merry Christmas, brother.
1: Merry Christmas to you. Great call. All right, we're going to get to the break because uh, we're due a break. We got um, Bart Heitzel on Hoops coming up at 1030. Jim, we'll get to you on the other side on the Krispy Kreme Donuts hotline, so hold tight. Hey, listen, uh, talk to you all the time about T-Town Men's and T-Town Gallery and the University Mall. I was talking to you. Yesterday about getting by there and getting, if you're a gentleman, getting yourself uh, uh, all your Christmas uh, clothing needs and be looking sharp for the holidays, those holiday parties, that time with family. Also, remember the the one-of-a-kind Alabama football memorabilia. And uh, for Christmas, man, they've got, Tom has got the catch from, from um, Isaiah Bond. He's got it in there, signed, um, pictures of the catch in the Iron Bowl, Fourth and go from the 31. Get that in time for Christmas, man. What a gift to give away a signed photo of the catch by Isaiah Bond. Only available at T-Town Men's and T-Town Gallery in the University Mall. All right, we'll be back with more phone calls. Jim, you hold tight. We'll get to you on the other side. This is the Gary Harris Show on Tide, 100.9 FM and 1230 AM WTBC. Krispy Kreme is a Tuscaloosa tradition since 1911. Since 2011, Billy's Sports Grill, located on Main Avenue in historic downtown Northport, has been serving their legendary signature chicken sandwich, award-winning wings, and handcrafted cocktails. Billy's is also the spot to watch all your favorite sporting events with big-screen, high-definition televisions, both dining rooms, at the bar, and outside on the beautiful patio. Come by and say hello to Kim and Lisa, the Billy's management dream. Team, Billy's, good food, good friends,
5: and good time. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A good supply of sunshine today, Tuscaloosa's high 54. Tonight, fair and cold again with the low at 30. Tomorrow is sunny day, the high 57, and Friday, the warming trend continues, the sky partially sunny, the high at 60. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 44 degrees in Tuscaloosa.
0: Chris Stewart and Roger Hoover live right here. Tide 100.9 is a proud partner of the Crimson Tide Sports Network. All
1: right, 1021. Welcome back into the Gary Harris Show. We're going to jump right back out on the Krispy Kreme Donuts hotline. And welcome in, Jim. Good morning, Jim.
9: Hey. Yeah, I was just going to tell y'all, you know, you know, I'm a Bama fan and everything else, and of course, the fan of y'all. will listen to your show, but thank you. Y'all need, to quit, y'all need to quit talking about Williams that guy, because what I, I mean, I'm chuckling to myself because it it almost sounds like you hear it in your voices. It's almost like the boyfriend who's jilted and he's trying to say he's over to the ex, but he's not because he keeps talking. about her. y'all just don't mention the guy anymore. I mean, you talking
1: about Perry Thompson? But, um,
9: yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. You yeah. said Ron You said Williams. Ron Williams is signing in February.
9: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's what. I yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. Because it's just for my. If I was in other words, if I was an Auburn fan, or if I was that particular player, and I listened to the playback from the call, a couple calls ago, y'all talking, I'd be chuckling myself, saying, "Mission accomplished." Well, you can chuckle you know all at once.
1: Time. I mean, that that that, that yeah, is yeah. the mission that he that he that, that he wanted. I mean, they did want to get a yeah. little extra buzz out of it. I mean, I'm going to talk about it because that's what he did. I mean, I said all along he was going to Auburn. I never said he was going to Alabama, gym. So I yeah, I, and I, I knew all along where he was going. So what was the point in doing what he did this morning other than to try to get a little extra traction Oh yeah. he went well, over yeah, on Alabama? Yeah, so for me yeah, not to talk was, about it, it would be foolish. Yeah, well, I'm going to point yeah, out, yeah, yeah, point it's, out it's, what he, he did.
9: It's, it's to get the buzz. It's the same thing as, you know, Danny Connell or Cal Heard saying something you know, completely stupid. It's just to get sure. people talking and mentioning their names. That so-and-so, Connell said this. That's exactly mission accomplished. That's why... If I was host of a show and say Canal said something, I mean I'd let it. If a caller brought it up, I would let him say it. But then I'd go to the next caller. I wouldn't even comment on well, it. Well, I know, mean it's this is 50 my 50 show. Delays, when you get
1: cause. when you get a show, you can do it the way you want to do it. I mean, I'm, yeah. I mean I'm going to talk about it because the kid held a press conference this morning to and put two hats out there, and people called in and asked about it. I, I mean, I said yeah. how long he was going to Auburn. I couldn't care less what he does. I mean, I think Alabama's yeah. class is going to be fine, but I'm going to talk about it. That's what I do.
9: Yeah. Yeah and, the reason I, yeah, and the reason I'm saying, because you've said it right, you already mm-hmm. knew if it, was something, it, if it yeah. was something where it was the opposite, then it would be something to talk about. You like, know, I probably wouldn't have brought mind. it up, but somebody called in the yeah. first
1: hour asking about it, saying hey, it's 50 50 that he's going to go to Alabama or Auburn. I said, no, it's not 50 50. In my opinion, he's going to go. I'm yeah. shocked. So, you know, but I mean, listen, uh, it's my show. I'll talk about what I want. I appreciate you. Oh input, yeah, Jim. hey, you can talk, but I'm just saying. No, you make. I, I get your. I get your point. Yeah, like you I said, I'll be. You know, I'll be focused on the guys at Alabama's getting whether or not they can get a number one ranked class. But he did make news this morning, and that's what I do. I cover news, and you know, had he flipped, it would have been a. It would have been a big story, but I didn't see that coming, and I didn't. You know, anticipate it, and that's that's what I said. But I did point out uh, why I think it was kind of ridiculous that he held another commitment ceremony after he was already committed. That was my point. That's really all that I was saying
9: yeah oh I, well like I it was just on an analogy i <laughs> jilted like the guy that can't keep you know, yeah, but, you know but you it, it would be, it would yeah, be one yeah. it
1: would be one thing you say you know jilted at the altar that kind of thing if Alabama was depending on this guy uh to have a high ranked class it, you know it, it would be one thing or they were counting on signing him. you know like I said, Alabama's gonna have maybe the number one ranked class um Auburn's trying to catch Alabama. It's not the other way around. It's a nice pickup for them. He's a good player and uh, they're going to get some good players. I mean, you know, they've got you know, we we some people act like, you know, Auburn doesn't have the facilities. They've got facilities. They've got they've got tradition. They've got a they've got a good program. They're just not where Alabama is at, but they're going to get some players, man so that's just well here's the
9: thing yeah And one more thing and history, okay. if he is let's say he is a real good player in, in Leeds in three years like he's that good mm-hmm. if history if if if, if you go by past history the best he's going to do is because he's going to play two games at um, Tuscaloosa and one at Auburn mm-hmm. the best he's going to go is one and two but possibly oh and three if history's anything
1: you know just, yeah the way uh, they've been running here yeah. in Tuscaloosa lately they have not even managed to be competitive you're right now down there yeah. down there it's a different story but here at Bryant-Denny it's been blowout city that's for sure Jim
9: all right, man. Y'all have a good day.
1: Hey, thank you, man. Uh, good, good call. Again, I, I I appreciate your input. Like I said, but I mean, I you know what I do is I talk about things that are that are interesting, and this deal with Perry Thompson is interesting if nothing le- if nothing else. So, but uh, we'll definitely move on. It's ten twenty five here on the program. Two oh five three four two nine oh four is the number on the. Krispy Kreme Donuts hotline Alabama up to 13 signees now officially as William Sanders, the offensive guard from nearby Brookwood High School. He's been officially announced by the University of Alabama. Uh, We are still waiting on some um, decisions as far as some names making news that could flip to Alabama. But everybody that's committed to Alabama going into today is expected to sign today other than ryan williams who is not going to sign until february uh, he of course being the wide receiver out of sarah high school who was scheduled to be a 2025 graduate but reclassified so he'll graduate in 2024 he's committed to alabama but the continued uh, recruiting of of him is going to be uh wild there's gonna be a lot of schools Pushing to flip him from Alabama. We'll see if Alabama can hang on to him. But 13 signees so far, that's the latest in Alabama. Uh, as we said, trending in the right direction for a couple of other players that are committed to other schools, and we'll keep you up to date on it. Again, I, I want to mention because we've been, I've gotten a couple of texts about the time and the location. So let me be clear on this for Bama basketball one more time so that people will know it's not in Tucson, the game's being played in Phoenix. It's being played in Phoenix, and it's being played at 10 o'clock Central Time on ESPN. So it's not being played on Arizona's campus. So it's not in there. Technically, it's not an Arizona home game. So when Alabama plays somebody in Birmingham uh, for the CM Newton Classic, it's not a Alabama home game technically, but it's basically an Alabama home game. So it's not an Arizona home game on the schedule. It's considered a neutral site game. But it's being played in Phoenix, and it will tip off at 10 o'clock Central tonight. So just want to be clear on that because there seems to be a little bit of confusion going on about that as well. All right, it is 1028. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to talk more basketball. I'll take a break from the football recruiting and visit with Bart Heitz on hoops. SEC hoops discussion coming up next right here on the Gary Harris Show on TI 100.9 FM and 1230 AM WTBC.
0: Patterson covering University of Alabama sports, as well as the national and local scene as well. The Gary Harris Show, only on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app.
1: with uh, Bart Heights, Sean Hoops, coming up here in just a minute or so. He is actually doing an interview with someone else. Uh, Bart is going to be brought to you by nextgamehoops.com, and we're going to get him on here hopefully just in a couple of minutes because I'm ready to toss some basketball. I'm excited about the game tonight with Alabama and Arizona out in Phoenix at 10 o'clock Central Time. But also just want to go around the league. Big win last night for Florida, even though Michigan's not a great team. Uh, the SEC, you know, needs some of these non-conference wins, and they got one in double overtime over the Wolverines, one hundred six to one hundred one. Of course, uh, Ole Miss just continues to cruise along. They haven't played the schedule that some other teams have played, but they are eleven and zero. I right, go ahead and give him a ring, and, and surely he'll be he'll be ready to go, Justin, and we will get uh, Bart Heights on here as Alabama. I want to get his. Thoughts on the Crimson Tide, and and um, you know they're a good team. They're close, but they do have four losses, and um, want to kind of see what they're able to do uh, going forward. Trying to get Bart Heitz on right now. It's been listen. I appreciate you folks hanging in with us there, our listeners. It's been a little bit of a disjointed, disjointed show this morning. I know that I've been doing a ton of multitasking, trying to keep up with. Um, you know, these signees as they come in and the recruiting news that's out there, take the phone calls and now trying to get Bart on. And, uh, you know, he's running behind and that's throwing me off schedule. So just bear with me at times. This can be a, uh, uh, let me text him. I'll just tell him we we need you now, buddy. I mean, you know, I'm trying to, trying to run a show here myself. So, uh, Alabama men's basketball though tonight. And, um, Hang on here. I'm just pulling up the schedule, Justin, to kind of just kind of go back through it. I you know, Obviously, we know they're 6-4 and four and who they've lost to, but I'm going to kind of recap these losses and the schedule to this point, and um, hopefully we get Bart Heitz on. All right, Bart, this is on you, dude. I schedule you for 10:30. I expect you to be ready to go. All right, here we go. Alabama started out 4-0, they beat Moorhead State 105-73. Remember they came out scoring 100 points three straight games and almost in four. They beat a good Indiana State team 102 to 80. They beat South Alabama. Remember this 102 to 46 and then mercer uh locked them down in the final 3 minutes or they had gone over 100 in that game they won 98-67 but then kind of got caught off guard bump in the road down in destin in that emerald coast classic they lost ohio state 92-81 they bounced back to beat oregon 99-91 but then the home loss which uh, snapped a, a long home court winning streak they lost to clemson in the acc sec challenge 85 to 77 and then um they bounce back to beat Arkansas State, big, 89-65. But then the back-to-back losses, you uh, you go to Toronto to play Zach Eadie and Purdue, and um, you fall 92-86. And then last Saturday night in Omaha, Nebraska, you lose a tough one, 85-82 to Creighton. Big free throw disparity in both of those games. Of course, Sears has the ball go halfway down the cylinder there at the end, and rim out would have forced overtime. So now, all of a sudden, Alabama's a 6-4 and four team, staring a possible Fifth loss in the face tonight in Phoenix against number four, Arizona. And um, that's not ideal. So let's get Bart Heitz on hoops on, brought to you by um, his website that he does such a good job with, nextgamehoops.com. All right, Bart, you kind of hung me out to dry a little bit this morning, man. What's going on? Bart. <laughs> Hang on. He's there, Justin. I think he's there. I just think it's it's cutting out. Let's try Bart, you there? Yeah, I'm here. You got me? Yeah, you were cutting in and out really bad. So Okay, you got me now? Yeah, Could finally got now. you. I think I'm in a good spot. All
12: right. Sorry, I'm at Jasper uh, City School uh, for a tournament here. Some of the top teams in the country, mm-hmm. TV. Mm-hmm. And so I was actually, we had a late, close game that had a bunch of free throws. I was interviewing Peyton Wiggins live on WOTM, 29 points for Huffman uh, at the end of the game. So I thoroughly apologize, Gary. Um, but I made it. And so, uh, yeah, man, let's, uh,
1: Let's get into it real quick. All right, let's let's uh, start with uh, Bama tonight. As you probably heard when you were getting on the phone, that you know, uh, listen, I, I do believe in quality losses. <laughs> I mean, you, you play good yep. teams, you lose, but but still, they're losses. This is a six and four basketball team, dude, and and you know, staring at six and five in the face tonight if they don't beat Arizona. And I understand you got the conference schedule, but I don't think the SEC is a great conference. We'll get into that in a moment. Bama could use this win tonight. Let's be honest; they could they could they could use this win.
12: Well, I, I agree with you. I think Alabama could use the win, but I, I'm not going to peg it on Alabama. I mean, have you seen their Ken Palm? Oh, yeah. They're,
5: they're you know, Ole Miss
12: is whatever and O, oh, and they're number 90, like number 85. So the schedule matters, and, yeah. and they don't knows that. Now, I don't like the matchup tonight, and I'll tell you why. Arizona's got some of those bigs that are yeah. skilled that can score, um, and Alabama, but Alabama can outshoot them. I think the scout tonight will be good. I'm gonna make a, or, or the scout when they play is gonna be good because they know Jaden Bradley, right? right. Um, Alabama you would does. Think, and yeah. So there's 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 times you can play to a player's weaknesses when you know what they are and force them into those situations. I think you'll see that somewhat be the scout a little bit. Um, Alabama's got to get stops though, Gary. That's the problem. They can't get stops when it matters, especially down the stretch. You know, if you're going to score that many points, that's fine. But you're not going to score 94 points every single night. And Alabama's having a hard time. And I don't think that the lack of rim protection and lack of depth for Alabama, I think, has been what the big issues are. When you don't can't protect the rim at the end. We don't have a lot of guys um, that you can continue to go to and find different matchups and dynamics. That's why Alabama's losing close games right now.
1: Yeah, and but the question is, you laid it out perfectly, but you got to find a way to make those adjustments. I don't know. I I want to ask you about the way the games are being officiated. I mean, um, the the free throw discrepancy and disparity in the in the games against Purdue and and Creighton was eye popping. I mean, honestly, you look at Alabama, only made four three pointers against Creighton, um, still had a chance to push overtime in that game. I mean. They got, you know, fourteen or I think Crane shot thirteen or fourteen more free throws in the game, and Alabama still could have won it. So they're close. But what do you do to get over the hump? What do you, you know, and, and how do you play defense without fouling? I mean, Wage had seven minutes of, of court time in that game and fouled out of the game. I mean, they're just getting. They seem to have no answers for these big guys that you're talking about.
12: No, I mean they don't. And but the issue is like you don't. And I think that has something to do. We talked about Pringle and how Nick Pringle has some issues. Here and there, you know, and the interior of Alabama is different without Bidiako. And yes, Bennett's, yes, here, there. But look, man, it comes down to getting stops however you got to get them. Now, I would like to see Nados do some different kind of double teaming stuff and just force guys running, speed up the tempo a little bit. I think Alabama is still at their best when they're out running. Well, mm-hmm. I, I, I think this Alabama team can play some weird type matchup defenses, um, mess with some people here and there, get a little token pressure like Buzz Wins does up and down the court, and for, to me, I just think Alabama needs to speed the tempo up and create more turnovers. Right? We've always said Alabama's turnover problem is an issue, but I, I'm with you. There's nothing you can do um, to get to get taller, longer individually, but as a team, you can always do those things with different dynamics of coaching and scheme.
1: Tonight's game, you, you said you thought Alabama would have a good scout. Obviously, they know Jay and Bradley, who played for for Alabama before transferring out to Arizona, uh, but it's. You know, a late tip, 10 o'clock central time tip. Uh, that's a great basketball crowd there in Tucson, and, and most of those same people will be in Phoenix to watch the game tonight. I mean, I just don't see, uh, based on what I've seen from this Alabama team, I don't, I don't, you see a path to victory, it sounds like. I really don't. I think they're going to lose this game tonight. What is, what do you, you think they've got a path to victory? No. Okay, I don't. you don't need it. <laughs> um,
12: I, I thought they did against Creighton. And they proved it. Mm -hmm. They had a chance. They could have. They just didn't make enough game-winning plays down the stretch. If that makes sense. Arizona's good, man. Um, And that guy can coach. He may be one of the top coaches in the country that's never mentioned in that category. Um, This game's going to be really high scoring. I think early, it's just going to be a shootout. Who can keep getting buckets? But the game's going to come down to who can get stops late. Alabama's going to have to get a lot of those in the second half. But, no, I do not like Alabama in this game tonight. Um, you know, I mean, that Ken Palm is going to keep dropping as you lose. Yeah, it is. Uh, but as long as you keep t- playing big-time good teams in the long run – Usually evens out, it'll be beneficial for
1: Alabama. All right. The SEC, you know, I think it's been okay, has not been great. You're looking for out of conference wins where you can get them. And I mean, Michigan's a six and six team now, but still, I thought that was a big win for Florida in double overtime over the Wolverines last night.
12: Oh, my gosh, man. How was that game? Was that not crazy? Uh, I told you about this Florida team. Gary, I'm telling you, they're going to be there. They're going to be there. They got freshmen. They got guys that can shoot it. Um, I'm flat out telling you. Golden can coach, man, and everybody in the coaching community talks about it. He's figuring out his matchups. Mm-hmm. They're going to have to get better defensively. They can't protect the rim either um, at times. But I like that Florida team because any time, Gary, that you have a guard um, like Florida has that can just come off screens and knock down shots and you've got a guy that can roll that you can play through like the Australian freshman, the Florida Gators will be relevant um, come into the year. And it's a huge win for the league. The SEC is starting to get a couple of wins here and there. Not the big marquee wins, um, but you see what Kentucky has been doing. Um, some of the other teams in the league. I think it's going to be okay for the SEC. It has been great, but it's been sustaining to this point enough to where you're not behind. Nobody's sitting around right now saying that the SEC is worse than the third-best league. Nobody
1: right.
12: is. So we'll just see where it goes.
1: Who's the best team in the SEC right now? I mean, again, Ole Miss. We come talking about their record, but is it is it uh, is it Kentucky?
12: It's, yes, it's not even close. Yeah. Kentucky's going to be a lead, bro. I mean, and, and if somebody else may get there. Um, I just right now, I, I just I don't see it. I mean, uh, Kentucky to me is man. That, I mean, the, the basketball kid makes a difference. Yeah, huh? you got yeah, a freshman huh? that comes in the game. He hasn't played all year. Right, he's been hurt. You see the length, but he goes four, three or four down the stretch in the last minute and a half. I mean, dude, to close out a game in your first college game, I mean, that's a big deal. Kentucky is elite. They are the best team in the SEC. I do think this could be a Cal team that has a chance to win the national championship. Uh, but it's going to be about stops with them. they got shot makers. But they're deep, Gary. Think about all those great Kentucky teams that Cal had, that Tino have. What do they all have in common? A lot of first-round picks, and they're all deep. And that's what this Kentucky team is. That's why I think they are elite, and they are the best team in the SEC. South
1: Carolina just just. Living on the fact that they've had a weak schedule to get to 10-1? and one.
12: I mean, ish. They should have beat Clemson. If I watched that game, they should have won that game. They outplayed Clemson. You're not going to believe I'm saying this, Gary. I think they might be for real. Okay. I really do. I love the Studi uh, transfer uh, last year. He was great for Jerry Stackhouse. And you're seeing how bad Stackhouse is missing him with that dynamic guy that can guard three different positions. South Carolina's really good defensively. And then they got a couple of guys. They lost Kuznard out to Oregon. they got a couple of guys. Um, five, I think Lewis. Lewis. Uh, it's not Lewis. Five, number five. He, I've, got, I've got so many names in my head. I'm sorry. But um, he runs the team. And I feel like later on, he's going to be a guy that can go get you a bucket when you've got to have it in that tough SEC. South Carolina will be good at home, too. Um, and I feel like they'll be able to get stops. I will tell you what I would do. I would take this South Carolina team right now over the Ole Miss team okay. coming into the SEC season. And I think they'll be about close, middle through the pack somehow. I think you'll see them both come back to the pack. But I think I would take South Carolina just a little bit ahead of Ole Miss right now. They impressed me against Clemson, and everybody from Alabama knows what Clemson can do if those so big get their hands on the ball.
1: I like Jerry Stackhouse. Uh, I think he's a good coach. Uh, I mean, this is this, this team's got a chance to be historically bad. I mean, I, I, I remember telling Stu, who works with me at the TV station yesterday, I said uh, a graphic flashed up on one of the SEC shows that Western Carolina had never beaten an SEC team. I said, well, that could change tonight. And, and in front of a few friends and family at Memorial Gym, the Catamounts uh, beat beat uh, vanderbilt sixty three sixty two. my gosh i mean they were pretty good here uh, uh, not too long ago what's happened to vanderbilt
12: they're awesome you know i think it started with the pit. they haven't ever recovered from the piffin injury. i know mm-hmm. that sounds crazy a while back but he lost out on a couple of in-state guys in tennessee that i think in fact really thought he had a chance with um i see him uh, i've seen him at Hall's chop house a lot he's in Nashville a lot gotten to know him just a little bit you know and I remember when Stack was coming out of high school, man. Um, And I remember how big of a deal it was and how big of a recruit he was. And he's a basketball guy, man. But sometimes, Gary, you know this as well as I do. In every sport, in every school, you have the opportunity of just like the worst ever is the NFL jobs for head coaches because it's all about the quarterback. It's all about the quarterback play it never had. And a lot of times it's about the players hurt, injuries. You can't control that. It just hasn't gone 100% right for Stack at vandy now he will land somewhere else he is a good basketball coach i thought it was a great fit sometimes it just doesn't work out but now where it is now there's no coming back for stack this will only get worse until it-
1: yeah it, it, it will get worse talking hoops bart heights on hoops here on the gary harris show nationally of course we're going to see arizona tonight they were number one until the weekend when they lost to purdue another team that, that beat alabama so alabama certainly gauged itself against the best but uh you mentioned Kentucky, and I'm with you. I, I think they've got a chance to win a national championship this year. But who are the other teams that you see nationally that you really think would you put in that four or five best teams in the country grouping?
12: Uh, I think i got to put Houston in there. They're number one in the Kim Palm. Um, and they're hungry, man. I think I think Kelvin Sampson is – I know Kelvin Sampson is tired of sitting around and everybody talking about him being the best coach that's never won a national championship. His team's playing like that, man. And they lost Tremont Mark. Tremont is gonna be an all-SEC, probably first-team guy, definitely second-team at Arkansas. They ain't missed a beat, man. Shed, you remember seeing him the last two years, yeah. Gary? Dude, I that man ain't letting you do anything no. in front of him. They, I mean, he, it is is man-child stuff they're, they're, they got. Uh, they're a they're just a
1: nasty team. That's a yes. he's a That's nasty a coach, word. and I mean that as a compliment. A they're just nasty.
12: And if you ain't never played against, it, I played against it my freshman year out in Oklahoma.
1: Um, my goodness
12: gracious, man! I mean, it's just physical, and it's and, it, and it's it, it's it's intimidating and it's demeaning um, what that team can do to you. I love Houston. I do like this Arizona team. Um, I don't know. I'm not really a chalk guy, but I will say this: I like Arizona. I want to see them, and I haven't seen them as much as I want to, and I'll get to watch them next time. But I like Purdue, Gary. I also think this could be one of his best teams because Edie can score it, but now they've got the guards. They understand space and they understand time. Uh, they It's going to be with Purdue, though. Can they always get enough stops against athleticism when athleticism is out and running and they can't slow the tempo? That kind of scares me a little bit um, uh, for them. And then uh, Kentucky, man, I, I know it's crazy, but we just talked about them. I don't see how you can leave – the cats uh, out of it. I mean, because they are they're dynamic, they guard you, they're long, they got guys that come off the bench that can make shots. Um, you know, I, I expect that to be a team uh that, that we see, you know, throughout the course of the year. Those are some of the ones that right and I'm and I do think this though, Gary too, um I, I feel like the Pac twelve, um, if you look out west, I think it's got a lot of bad teams in it. Like you saw Cal. Kyle. Cal's one of the worst teams in the country. Like you want to see, but you you see Arizona. Um, I see Oregon play okay at times. I think UCLA, when it's all said and done, is one of those sneaky teams in the country. And Nick Crona's guys will guard. They got a seven three guy. They got a rim protector, Gary, with length like they've never had. I think UCLA might be one of my sneaky teams too that I would keep an eye on um, later later throughout the course of the year.
1: Watch out for the Bruins and watch out And Marquette.
12: Marquette, sorry. Yeah, I like I like Marquette, I like Marquette too. I, that's Marquette that's, that's, that that's a
1: versatile basketball team. And um Shock is just one of those guys. Fit's important. Something I we talk about fit for players. I think Fit's sometimes is important for coaches. And Shock and Smart just wasn't a fit at Texas, but he's a fit at Marquette, man. He, he he, do you, do you buy into that at all? Then he's a better guy. <laughs> not that Marquette's under the radar. That's good. But you know what I'm saying. He he may not be a guy that needs yeah. to be out in front of one of these big time programs. He's a little bit like Kelvin Sampson, man. They just they're they're a little bit nasty too. Well, fits the right
12: word, and he's better at the non big names, yeah. kind of under the under the radar program. Not really mid major. It's a biggie sprung But Marquette. You know, he was also at VCU. But I like any coach, man. Doesn't really matter to me. Um I, I like any of those. As a bald, middle-aged white man that, uh, <laughs> that, that would love to have hair, um, I, I think Shaq's got gray hair, uh, and I also think that he can go bald or he can go hair, and that's very dynamic.
1: Yeah, he's versatile. As, as, I wish he,
12: I had that. He is, like, he, he's versatile. His hair is versatile, to your point, like his team.
1: Yeah, and he's uh, and he can he, he can go either look uh, very very well. Hey, also if you want to keep up with what's going on in hoops in Alabama, uh, nextgamehoops.com dot com can. You know, can help you.
12: Yeah, we can. And but today, I want to switch gears, Gary. Everybody out listening, whatever you're doing, get on your phone, go to wotm.tv. I did eight games yesterday, Gary. Ooh. I did all eight, and right now the games are going on. It's the only break I've had. I'm getting right back out there and getting after it. You Mountain did eight, eight
1: games in one day on the air.
12: Nine to nine, baby, live TV. Um, I know. I know that's unheard. Dude, I did. I couldn't stop.
1: I'm.
2: I'm I
12: couldn't stop. I mean, and I, and I, I know it's crazy, but my, listen, Myers Park, North Carolina, has three Division One players, Sadiq White, Alabama offer, watching tonight, he's phenomenal. Um, uh, Boswell is going to Tennessee, the next Tennessee point guard. He'll be playing here in Jasper tonight, right over here if you want. Uh, they play Norcross, Georgia. How many pros have come out of Norcross? Tons. Georgia? They're in Jasper, Alabama. Mountain Brook plays, Central Penn City plays, Huffman just played. Jasper, the home team, won yesterday. Pete Burns has got them on the come up. We are going to turn this in Walker County into the biggest pre-Christmas tournament in the United States. It's already started. WOTM all day. WOTM.TV. Check us out. Hi,
1: This is nuts. Thank you, Bart. You the
12: man. Sorry I was late.
1: No worries. Absolutely crazy what's going on up there in Jasper with this with this basketball tournament. All ten right, fifty-one, and uh, we need to get to the break, and we'll come back with one final segment before we close out the Gary Harris Show on this uh, signing day. 2023. We'll have the latest as far as Alabama signees, and we'll do that. Uh, we'll do that next. Stay with us.
0: Coming up up. on The Game with Ryan Fowler. Coming
11: up on the Wednesday
1: edition of The Game, we'll feature Josh from College Football Nerds. He'll give us an analytical look at Alabama-Michigan. We'll feature two-time All-American from the University of Alabama, one of the most decorated players. Barrett Jones will be a part of our show. We'll also have the Nick Saban post-signing day press conference starting at 4 o'clock. We'll start at 2 o'clock right
0: here on The Game. The longest-running sports program in Tuscaloosa, The Game with Ryan Fowler. Weekdays from 2 to 6 p.m. on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app.
5: Houston Hydrosteam Carpenter Post. Tide 100.9. Tuscaloosa weather. A good supply of sunshine today. Tuscaloosa's high 54. Tonight, fair and cold again, with the low at 30. Tomorrow is a sunny day, the high 57. And Friday, the warming trend continues. The sky partially sunny, the high at 60. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 46 degrees in Tuscaloosa.
0: Follow Tide 100.9 on Facebook today to watch our live shows. Read the great articles and interact with Bama fans today.
1: Right, 1055, winding it down, Jalen Mbakwe, the great athlete from uh, Clay Chalkville High School that just led the Cougars to a Class 6A state championship with a win over Sarah Land in a 31-28 memorable Class 6A state championship game. He's now officially signed with the University of Alabama. So Alabama now with 14 players officially signed this morning on this first day of the early December signing period for 2023. Alabama is expected to sign uh, as many as maybe 25 by the end of the day and uh, could, depending on what happens with a couple of prospects that um, are committed elsewhere, Alabama could still potentially wind up with the number one class ahead of Georgia. Um, Some of that could depend on whether or not Alabama is able to flip a couple of these guys. One of them that I expect to flip is this afternoon, the running back, Kevin Riley, from Tuscaloosa County High School. I think he'll sign with Alabama ahead of Miami today. Edric Houston's really the big one, the five-star Ohio State defensive line commit, who now is uh, you know, reportedly uh, close to flipping to Alabama. Uh,
2: and I believe we'll, we'll hear from uh, the running back prospect at around 1 p.m. Central time, and then we'll hear from Edric Houston at supposedly 12. Um, also, the uh, the Texas wide receiver that we were talking yeah. about might flip. We'll hear later in the day from him as well.
1: Yeah, Arian Hampton, the wide receiver that could be flipping to Alabama. Yeah, Kevin Riley's going to do a signing ceremony at Tuscaloosa County High School at 1. Uh, we'll be there from WVUA 23 and have coverage tonight on WVUA 23 News at 5. And I'm sure somebody for Tide will probably be out there too. Uh, so we'll, we'll have that covered. But yeah, that's the big local signee today, and we'll see what he does. But, yeah, if you flip uh, Kevin uh, Riley and you flip – Uh, Andrew Houston, and you flip Arian Hampton and there's still a chance that Alabama could sign Jaden Ball the running back out of uh, Decatur, Georgia who decommitted from um, Arkansas they're expected to sign the offensive tackle favor Edwin from McDonough, Georgia the defensive lineman Steve Mbuomoa from Canada so Alabama still in good shape with a lot of these guys so We'll keep an eye on it all day here on Tide. Coming up next, 11 a.m., it is the Miller's Edge with Corey Miller and Kristen Miller. Noon until 2, big noon sports. And then Ryan Fowler will take you home with the game this afternoon, 2 until 6. For Justin Jones, I'm Gary Harris. Thanks for listening. This hour has been brought to you by Patterson Comer Attorneys at Law. And I'll be back tomorrow morning with a Thursday edition of the Gary Harris Show at 9 a.m.
0: Listening to the Gary Harris Show on your home for Alabama sports. You know, Tide 100.9, and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Hi,
6: Barry Buck.